Now the shotgun start in golf is full of mathematics. Um, there's a lot of a lot of setup work that we have to do in order to make a tournament work. So I'm going to demonstrate to you just exactly how we do a shotgun start here. And here we go. All right, all right, all right. Gentlemen, start your Greetings and welcome to a Friday edition of the Shotgun Start. It is August 21st. Uh, Oh, whoa. Shane, how are we doing? Wow. Wow. (laughs) Really almost did it to me. Hey, I I yelled at you guys a year ago about you doing the scoring the night, you know, the the day before European tour scoring. And then. Yes. Yeah. Now you're here. You're in the hot seat. Yeah. What? What? Why do you still do the day on the podcast when well, it almost always comes out a day early? I will. It's for consistency. That's the voice of Shane Bacon, expert podcaster, broadcaster, blogger, kind of an OG golf blogger. I mean, we all kind of follow in his footsteps in this industry, at least, you know, us, some of us in the 30s, you know, guys in their 60s probably don't. But uh, that's Shane Bacon. Uh, I, we are maintaining the usual, I'm in t- maintaining the usual introduction for consistency's sake. And now we post it early because it, it was a commuter podcast, right? It was ideally listen to your commute. Commutes have sort of been erased or eradicated right, or limited. Yeah, yeah, but point. so we're let, releasing it early, but we're keeping the intro the same, if that makes so, sense. So I'll, I will say this about the early releases is I'm I mean I'm a I'm a shotgun I'm a shotgunner I'm a shotgun starter I'm whatever to starter <laughs> coffee golfer whatever you want to sure, call me sure, I'm, one, I'm one of them I listen to almost every episode I love it appreciate I probably am in the top 25 first downloads of oh. the pod when it comes out a lot of so it's the hottest summer in Arizona history, just yeah. so you know. Okay. And, I, and, I'm, and you've got to couple that with the fact that typically in the summer, I'm traveling a lot. Yeah. And there's no travel this summer. Yeah. It has been miserable. So most of my outdoor, and this isn't even a rocket ad pitch here. This is just most of my outdoor <laughs> practice, backyard practice happens in the evenings okay. once the little man goes to bed. Okay. And, uh, and so when you guys put the pot out at like seven on Pacific time, boom, throw yeah. the headphones in, go out there and chip while my wife. My wife thinks I'm a weirdo. Uh, I did want to start. I know you're going to give a, a little bit of love to our boy Andy yeah, here. Yeah, yeah. A big congratulations. Yes. Um, I want to after you do that because I know you know you like like this so much. I've just got a list of parental advice. So let, unsolicited. Let's let you, there you yeah, go. Let's let you start, and then okay. I will I will back back in that. Well, we got to say congratulations to my typical co-host Andy Johnson. The egg hatched. He had a little egg. Uh, Josie. And I'm gonna because I can't pronounce things right. I'm taking a shot in the dark here. It's Josie Roam or Roam Johnson. So I mean, they'll get back to me and clarify in pronunciation there. But uh, congrats to Andy, his wife Kaylee, Mrs. Fried Egg. He's a dad. We'll see how that goes. You've listened to many of his idiotic ramblings. I suspect you know he'll bring some unique insights to the uh, per- parenting, uh, new parenting job. So congrats, yeah, so, to Andy. So uh, so my, I have a 14 month old son. Uh, I mean, I, you know, I'm, I have one kid. I'm not anywhere close to the Hall of Fame dad that you are. You know, what do you have, like 12 kids? What, what are we, I have what are we four, doing? but there will be no more after this morning. I, I, I'm coming off, the, coming off the operating <laughs> table. You know, I'm not rolling, on the, rolling around on the ground pain, but I'm here and we're podcasting, you know, 12 hours it's, later. It, four, it's, six balloon, hours. it's balloon breathing pain. So here's my, my, my advice, my long list of advice to Andy, uh, unsolicited parent advice. Uh, you're good. You got it. Yeah. So, yes. Yeah. There. Oh, great. You, you built yeah. that up. Yeah. Yeah. No. That you listen. I. I. I was told plenty of things. Yeah. As a you new dad, get this diaper pail. You got to get this brand, this size. You know. You got to sleep now. That. Yeah. Yeah. I. I was. I was a guy that had not spent a lot of. This is a, a weird sentence to say, but you'll understand what I'm saying. Didn't spend a lot of time with babies. Didn't spend a lot of time sure, sure. babysitting. I wasn't one of those guys that was the volunteer baby diaper changing guy that didn't have a kid. Sure. I, I didn't hold a lot of babies before. I was nervous about being a dad. You know what? 
I figured it out. And Andy will as well. Andy's <laughs> IQ is way higher than mine. So big congrats to both of them. I know that this is unbelievably exciting. Yeah. I also know it's a it's a big relief. I, I think that is the man in all of this when we really don't do yeah, anything except no. one action nine months pr- previous. Outside of that, <laughs> the only thing we are all hoping for is that it just works out, yeah, right? And yeah, so yeah. they've gotten to that point, and, uh, and and they'll figure everything else out. Yeah, I think he's relieved. It sounds like everybody's happy and healthy, so congrats to them. Hey, real quick, how hot are we talking? Like, how hot? You're oh, saying you got you to go at night. Like, you just can't be outside during the day? So, so like 117, 118 pretty consistently what? during the day. I played golf. Uh, God, this was like Monday. Monday or Tuesday I played and um you know I played with a buddy of mine that that has lived in Arizona his entire life yeah. and we got done and I told him I was like Nick this this is one of the most miserable I've ever been on the golf course and really? he said that's the hottest he's lived here for 35 years he goes that's the hottest I've ever been so was playing the round of golf wow like not worth it to play golf in kind of heat maybe it, some like, days so i i played today uh-huh. with my uncle and a couple of buddies and we got to the golf course at 6 30 we teed off at 7 we were off the golf course by 10 and it was a fabulous morning i mean okay. you just can't you can't be an idiot like i am and go at 11 p.m yeah. 11 a.m like i did the other day if you do okay. that uh, you're in trouble also just so i know people this is really good podcasting uh and this is a little thing that you well, can get excited about what Andy. We do. this is how we work uh, yeah i have a scar on my nose uh my son just uh dropped a book on my face yesterday oh, so well, this there is the go. things that this is again these are the, the injuries scars. you just yeah you just accumulate over the years as a dad trying to be funny with your kid and then he throws the pop-up book at your face and there you go now you, you got a book scar you got scars on your nose yeah there you go i love it uh okay let's get to the golf we're about six minutes in that's typically how long it takes to mention <laughs> golf uh, Harris English and Kevin Streelman and Cameron Davis. Uh, this is FedEx Cup hey, fever. We are talking hey, playoffs. English, poor, Streelman, Davis, tied for an I, early I, lead. Can I be? A, I'm, a, I'm a co-host here, right? Yeah, is that you fair can. To say? Yeah, you can take the reins. Can, can, can I? Can I say? Let's start with the the okay. women's British. I, all let's right, start good. With, I want I ha- to start with it. It was it was unreal golf this morning. I want to talk about the most about this for sure. I don't know why. I guess that was the first tab I had open. There's not a lot of planning <laughs> that goes into this thing. It was order of tabs. But uh, yeah, the women's golf, uh, women's British was fantastic thing to wake up to. Amy Olsen is your leader. I know this pisses you off when we talk about needless, useless 18-hole results. But uh, she is the leader nonetheless. Uh, proved that you can actually post around out there. Much, much kind of commentary from the broadcast about how it was impossible. Amy Olson shot a sixty-seven. She leads at four under. What did you love this morning about Troon? So, I don't think Royal Troon gets enough credit as a great sure. championship links golf course. I always talk it up. This isn't because of Gorse. Yeah. <laughs> or no gorse, mind you, the horse, not the the shrub. You have an outstanding, long-standing relationship with this course because of the a lot of love. I have a lot of videos on my phone when I went back and looked, and uh, there was way more videos of just random TV shots of a horse that we don't even know if it still exists or not. But the uh, I I've played, I've had a chance to play Royal Troon, and okay. I just I just got off the golf course, and to me. When I played it, I thought, this is Lynx golf. I mean, yeah. it is out and in. There are, you know, like you saw today, the wind was howling early. Nellie Corda said after her round, I think she shot one over. I heard her say in her interview after the round, they yeah. asked, have you ever played in t- these tough conditions? She goes, well, no, not even close. She said it was hard to walk the first three holes, not wow. just to play golf, to walk. Yeah. So it, it was, I just thought, listen, that's what you hope for. You want one of those days of weather, right? You want yep. one of those days in an open where it's blowing 30 or 40 and they have to figure it out because it's not going to be like that every day. And I just think it's awesome. You get it the first day. I'm assuming things will calm down after this because what, what was it like 40 mile an hour when I turned the TV on this morning? I thought I read something and maybe that was today. Actually, red is a strong word. I read headlines, which is probably why I can't speak to it specifically. But Storm Ellen is expected to like have an impact on this, the 60-mile-an-hour gust. Maybe that was the impact it had today. But I, 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 I thought it was supposed to continue to be weather to be a factor through the weekend, okay. which would be fabulous, right? Why do you think Troon, what are you saying? It's like kind of a forgotten spot on the rota, so to speak. I think that you get, you know, the old course is the old course, yeah. Muirfield's Muirfield. I, I feel like every golf course has its thing. And I mean, of course, the postage stamp is there. You know, pro- I'd say arguably the second ma- fit most famous hole in Scotland outside of the road hole and maybe 18 
at St. Andrews. I mean, that's the okay. whole people know. You okay. know the short par three. Uh, my dad, the one time we played it, my dad made birdie on it. He talks about that still a lot, a yeah. lot yeah. to me whenever we talk about Scottish golf. But, I mean, I, I just feel like a lot of the holes can be forgettable when you're watching it on television because Lynx golf does look similar when you watch it on TV. But I just feel like being there and getting a chance to play it, the holes were demanding in different ways. And I love the fact that it was built and designed that way to where certain holes, you know, you've got to hit a great drive to get it in play. There's gorse on both sides. And then certain holes, you can kind of hit it anywhere, but it's up by the green that's really demanding and difficult. So, you know, I mean, I, listen, I'm not Andy in terms of design, sure. and I'm not one to really critique it. I like most golf courses I play. I just feel like when you hear people talk about the golf courses in Scotland, Troon seems to be the one that maybe gets left off more lists than it should. Yeah, I, so I think you, you're starting with that kind of test, that kind of setup. Uh, and then I think like El, uh, watching a women's major there, I think only enhances like the, sure. th- those aspects of the course. I remember going around with a local caddy at Shinnecock a couple of years ago and says like the most fun caddying or you want to watch really how to play this course is when you caddy for the best women's players in a club. I think he used that specifically Shinnecock and more broadly, you know, as a general rule. Um, and that's amateurs and, you know, great players, but not the best in the world. And I think we've seen this repeatedly when the LPGA drops into some of these classic venues, watching the women play it is much, I don't know, much more, I don't know, enlightening experience on how the venue, what exactly the venue is and what separates it maybe from your typical dartboard type test. So. It seems like the golf course is on display more when the LPGA plays it. You know, you yeah. get a feel for the entire golf course. I mean, the I I almost equate now the PGA Tour to being a billionaire. Have you ever looked at those billionaire versus millionaire calculators? Have you ever seen that? My, no. my wife showed me this the other day, and it, it shows you kind of what a billion dollars means versus what a million dollars, since, you know, both of those numbers are kind of unattainable, you know, thoughts for most people. Yeah. And I feel like that's kind of the PGA Tour versus the LPGA is that you watch the PGA Tour, you know, you look at that Corn Ferry driving distance thing and it's like, you know, there's like 150 yeah, guys yeah, averaging yeah. 300 yards off <laughs> yeah, the tee. Right. And when you go to the LPGA Tour, you see golf on these golf courses that were designed, you know, hundreds of years ago, golf being played exactly like the course was designed to be played. I know that that's kind of the cliche statement about it, but I just feel like, you appreciate every golf course more when the LPGA is there, and that's what you're seeing this week. By the way, uh, three players under par. Do you know how many are under par at the Northern Trust? That's a good good point. 84. Uh, okay. 84. Out of 84 under par. Out of 124, <laughs> we had a WD, yeah. right? Ryan Moore out. <laughs> okay. well, 84 players under par in the FedEx Cup playoff, three players under par at the Women's British. So wow. I'm going to be spending my time over this weekend watching maybe a little more of Troon than I think I'm going to do of Boston. At TPC, uh, TPC Beantown, not presenting the che- uh, test, I guess. But And this is Andy's point. I'm just ripping Andy off again because he's not here. But uh, something like Troon, when, when it's blowing like that, you can't hide. You can't get around. And so like the best player play or playing that best that day separates. And Amy Olsen separated, but three shots in 18 holes. So, uh, I mean, you're seeing that drawn out, too, when, when the conditions are like that, whereas opposed to maybe the PGA Tour, you got 84 guys already in the red. So. Yeah, when, when you – I always find the days like today some of the most interesting to dive into the numbers. I mean, the numbers aren't always the most fun thing to read about. But, mm-hmm. you know, you think about that round Brand Snedeker shot a few years ago. Was that at Torrey when it was really brutal? Yes. And yep. I think he shot 67. Even, yeah. you know, Max Homa, who I don't know if you know this or not, I do a podcast with. <laughs> yeah. You know, Max played Bay Hill. Yeah. He made double on the last hole and was still, I believe, the only player under par in the third round. You know, that, huh. to me, that, it is such a... You know, it's such kind of a professional golf badge of honor when you go out there and do and shoot around like Amy did today in these types of conditions. I mean, if you're every other player, you're walking up to her on the range tomorrow. Man, man, you played your tail off because they know what it was like out there. It was brutal. It was easy to shoot 80. You know, so I I just find these rounds, you know, they have to be more satisfying as a player for sure. But I think as a fan, you want to go fist bump these types of rounds more than you do when somebody shoots 62 and it's super soft out. You know what's kind of cool is Katrina Matthew T five. So That's what we awesome. see some of with these like link setups, even on the Open Champion. You see a Tom Watson. You see some of these Greg Norman. All of a sudden had a you know had a run there when he was way past his you know prime and advanced age. Katrina Matthews like a a Solheim Cup captain. She's been doing it forever. She's you know inside the top five. That can happen when you get this kind of links golf. 
I mean, Tom Watson. That's all right. you got to really say. By the way, Katrina, 50 years old. She, okay. she turns 51 on Monday. Is that right? August 25th. Is that Monday? That could be an interesting birthday celebration. Yeah, if, there you uh, go. There you go. If, if this goes down and happens. But uh, also, uh, Marina Alex, uh, one under par 70. She also was one of the players that responded to my tweet to go out and find Gorse. Oh, she so, did? Yeah. So, I mean, a little maybe possibly... Some Maybe good get the gorse bump. Mojo, the gorse bump. There you go. Did anybody find it? So they, I, got, I saw a I horse, got, but there, it's unconfirmed if it's good old with, gorse. You know, we, we never, you know, this this wasn't Yellowstone. Like, we didn't brand yeah. gorse. I mean, it wasn't like we, we, I'm not exactly sure what gorse looks like. I'm not exactly sure what sex gorse is. I yeah, mean, there yeah, is, there yeah. is nothing more than the side eye of a kind of crappy pixelated video from the open back in what 2016 so yes. that's really my knowledge of this animal okay and uh okay. and so i i did see an, a horse that looks a little bit like my videos of gorse running in what looked like a very roomy pasture which is all i want for the for the horse you know i i just want gorse to have room to run around and enjoy life there you go other uh, one more notable uh thing about the women's open lydia co inside the top 15 don't don't hate to see that that's good. 72, she's one over, so she's thin range. I don't think we did her sort of, I don't know, meltdown oh at, in, uh, was that Inverness or the week after? Yeah. Or was that it the, was the, the marathon? It was the week, a, it yeah. was the week after. Yeah, it was yeah. marathon because Inverness was, like, I don't know if we, we don't need to talk about it a ton now, but, like, that was really, really rough, and she came out of it with, like, an amazing perspective. Like, ah, like, it, I'm glad I played well. She, what, she was, Six shots with six to play, and then like the last one was especially painful. Blading oh, back forth, right? I, I I did give I I think I told you this, but I, I gave a lot of love to the LPGA. I mean, they left the video up. I do feel like certain oh, you know yeah. organizations don't love to showcase their players when things go poorly. And for Lydia in that event, I mean, she made I think she made seven on the last hole, and, and to lose, I had it on. On one of my TVs, it's kind of a very TV oh, thing got, to say. You got a lot of TVs. No, no you big got deal. A hot shot out there three, in Arizona. Three TVs in my living room. All right. It's all, I got to stay inside for five and a half months yeah, out of the year, so I got to do something. <laughs> and uh, and it was on the right TV. I was watching, you know, the the major whatever, and I I look up and Danielle King was giving the interview. I'm like, well, why are they interviewing Wait, her? She finished second, and uh and then I saw that. But Lydia today, huge yeah. uh, finish to her round. She was three over par, and she birdied. Three of her last five to shoot one over. So uh, hopefully good things happen. I, I, I root for Lydia Ko all the time. She's not won a major since ANA. So that's April 2016. She had a T, she's had a couple T10s. One in 2018, one in 2019. And T10 is like, you know, that's the outer edge of contention. Tied for do, 10. Do you, do you think you would have, do you think the odds would have been pretty solid in Vegas if you'd have taken starting in what 2016 you know rory yeah and lydia ko no yeah. majors uh moving yeah. forward i mean that's it, it is it, it also goes back to one of my points that it's a lot harder to win a major than maybe we think it is right. and right. it's easy to go five years and not win one and we've seen great players do that for sure and so uh you can't totally pile on the guy or the or the, or the girl here but I uh, I think it's pretty shocking. It's been that long. She's one of those like speed phenomenons where speed at the Masters. It feels like he has like at least two Masters. She only has two majors. Only I say that in like air quotes, but it just feels like she had like four or five before she was like twenty one. But it's yeah. Just, the it, the Andy thing that you guys you, when you guys were doing all those flashlights and spotlights and y'all <laughs> talked. I'm not sure who it was uh, that you were talking about that said you know you were talking about peaking so early and yeah. maybe the best golf is Monty, at a certain time oh and uh yeah yeah who okay. was that well was that clamp it uh, michael clayton said that about uh, that that sevy's brother would say that that his best golf was on the beach of course sevy went on to have a legendary career after that i think monty was talking about westwood and saying like if you don't get one early, like this getting one early just frees you up forever, kind of thing. Whereas if you don't get one early, it's scar tissue, kind of thing. I, I don't know if that maybe that's what you're referring to. Yeah, well, just like you know, I mean, certain you play maybe you play your best golf at 18 or 19. I mean, it, it, yeah, that's a possibility. Yes. And we we love to look at people, athletes, celebrities, whomever, yeah. and say why haven't you done this lately? And it's maybe because they were at their best when they were 18 years old. I, I brought this whole thing up to, to my good friend, actually played who I played golf with this morning, who shot 68. And uh, 
Ashton Woods, who, you know, played golf at Utah and played mini tour golf. And, uh-huh. and I asked, I said, you know, when do you think you played your best golf? And I, I remember him telling me, he said, I think I was 16 or 17. He said, I won That's everything amazing. in Wyoming. You know, I think he won an AJGA event. He was dominant, one state, all this stuff. And I mean, he goes, I was, I was lights out that year, you know, and I, and I just remember that I was unbeatable. And then it wasn't as easy the following years and as I got older. So, you know, some people just peak, you know, a little earlier and we get surprised by it. That's amazing. Okay. Let's talk about peaks. Celebrate a birthday with another wine giveaway. You don't have to jump in here if you want. You, I mean, this is, you know, it's up to you, Shane. Andy would start hooting and hollering about wine or some such in these reads, but I, I'm happy. Do you to- guys double check the birthday? Like, I mean, what if somebody just just said it was their birthday and somebody definitely checks it and it's definitely not us because we can't (laughs) like you know we can't figure out how to hit the publish button and hit record but it is verified the age over 21 21 and over is verified it's definitely not us but the url is sdxwines.com slash sgs we have our own little landing page there you can find links to the friday junior three pack you can find links to some of our favorite picks like Cab. Andy likes some limited specialty stuff. Uh, but that's the URL, sdxwines.com slash SGS. Thanks to Smith Devereaux. Uh, they're our wine guys. They've come in with this birthday little game to just to piss off Andy, who's not even here. So, uh, But they're going to give a free bottle of wine without getting the satisfaction of Andy getting annoyed. Um, and... They're teasing some perks. We're going to get into specifics next week. But if you join their wine club at smithdevereaux.com, uh, that, that sounds like we're going to do like an in-home wine tasting. Maybe they'll come to you and play golf. and do, Maybe not in-home given COVID, but maybe in the backyard type of thing. Uh, talking about an SGS SGS blend, which could get a little dicey. Sounds, you know, wow. giving that away to some Com- people. Pe- Competing with Ernie L. Uh, <laughs> Look at this guy. You guys got your own label. We're just this talking about it. They're, 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 okay. they're very early stages. Very early stages. Hall of Fame. Well, just like we're also going to you know the Sanderson and the Colaguard <laughs> taking the show on the road. That's about. But we're talking about giving away. You got to join the wine club though. Uh, but it's how, we're going to do golf and wine tasting. If you are a member of the club, we'll have more specifics next week as Smith Devereaux works it out. Let's get to this week's birthday winner as soon as I can find it. It is. Uh, and I can't find it. Okay, it is. Max Lee is our winner. Max Lee. Uh, his birthday is 820, so actually today. Wow, good. That really works out that way. Uh, it shares his birthday with Zach Blair, who's a friend of the pod. He's 29. Uh, if you were, And he says, if you rewind to my half birthday, February 20th, wife suffered three heart attacks and had successful triple bypass. My birthday marks six months of recovery. I would love to share a bottle of wine with her and commend her on the challenges she's overcome. Um, so that is our winner. Congrats to Max. Hope the wife is doing well. It sounds like you've had a, a hell of a year and a free bottle of wine is coming your way. We'll get your details off to Smith Devereaux. Honorable mention goes to Chris Connell and Tom Kasky, shouting out his wife, Lindsay Kasky, who sounds like she's been holding it down during the uh, quarantine. So there you go. A uh, Max Lee. It's got to be close to the least amount of characters ever for a full name. It's close. That is really, that's six. Yeah. You know, I mean, probably a Maxwell guy, but you know, yeah, probably Max. Yeah, that's a good one. Max Lee is minimal. You know what my favorite thing is when uh, a person's name is a sentence? I had this camp counselor when I was like in seventh grade. His name was Joe Fell. And I've just been like amused by that little quirk for the rest of my life. You can get like a a sentence in like seven letters or eight letters somewhere within there. Like that that's been like my favorite thing is not character is sentence. So. Some serious foreshadowing for your writing career when you were like, That's funny, that's a I sentence. Like that. And you're like you this snotty eight year old, you know, yelling <laughs> at him. All right, let's get to uh the PGA tour, which got Completely bumped on Monday. We didn't talk about the PGA Tour till the 40-minute mark. You know, we do enough tour. Let's, let's Playoffs are here. And appropriately enough, Harris English, Kevin Streelman, Cameron Davis, and, oh, we have a late newcomer, Russell Henley. We have a quartet as everybody goes low. So the big guns are all out in English. Streelman, Davis, Henley. Uh, this is like magic in, uh, who's the eight seed out west? The Blazers taking a, taking a game off the Orlando. number one seed. Yeah, right. uh, maybe not the guys that are on the ads, but you'd love to see it. Love to see some guys go low. 
Uh, any reaction? The, the, well, we also have the Mattress King. Big Brown. Big Brown crowbarring their way into the FedEx Cup playoffs. Mattress King is one shot off the lead. We know we'll be watching that closely over the next three days. Do you have any thoughts on TPC Boston or the Northern Trust? So this is a real nerdy media thing I do. I do it a lot. I wish I didn't. I wish my brain worked differently in sure. a lot of ways. But uh, when it's a leaderboard <laughs> like this, yeah. I always think to myself, what is the clickable headline on ESPN.com. So I ask you, what will the headline say about today's golf, the Bob Herrick story on ESPN.com to make you click it? Because listen, it's not going to say English Roman Davis Henley tied for the lead. So what do you think it says? Um, Tiger Woods shoots under par. In yeah. impressive low, round, low, yeah, yeah low scores. Tiger four yeah. back, right? Yeah. Say. So okay. Tiger's three under at sixty eight. Yeah, that's probably it, right? I don't know. Yeah. We got we got some interesting names up there. Um, yeah, it's Tiger, right? Tiger shot a sixty eight. Is that are we impressed yeah. by that? Does that register? Does that do anything for you? We're talking first round results. I, I love when Tiger shoots in the sixties on Thursday because I always feel like if he's ever going to do anything really bad, miss the cut, you know, point. not be sniff contention at all. It's, it tends to be a poor opening round. So go out there, shoot three under. He'll probably shoot something similar tomorrow. You know, he'll be four or five back. Who knows how low these guys are going to go. I mean, it's crazy, the scores. I, th- I think I, I texted you. There were like 12 guys at plus yeah. two or worse yeah. in the entire field. Yeah. Uh, how about Sebastian Munoz? Bessie. The, Did the you see four, his start? Former, yeah, what was it? Five birdies? How many? How many? Seven. Seven. Holy cow. Seven to start the day. Seven to start the tournament. <laughs> That's I, amazing. I texted, I texted home us that Glenn Day tomorrow you should try to. Who did that? <laughs> he didn't even know. I was just, this is the advice I give my buddies that play on tournament. I'm sure they just love it. I'm sure they yeah. read those texts and really appreciate that this idiot friend sending them stuff like that. Love hearing about the guys that are doing, you know, amazing things out there that aren't there, aren't themselves. Uh, yeah, no, Bassy. when you've been number one, you get in the playoffs, you're a cool co- customer, right? This is where you belong. You've been to the top of the mountaintop, you get out there, you go nuts, go with the birdies. Um, so, one thing we're talking about, Tiger going low. You see this new activation they got going, this new promo. It's not the chase for 83. Ooh, I didn't, I didn't see this. It's the first to three. And they got Rory and Tiger oh. with their hands on the FedEx Cup trophy. Oh. Both playing a little tug of war. So this is the new angle we got operating. You know, we're always looking for ways to pump this thing up and, you know, <laughs> uh, sell it. And that's fine. I'm not casting any aspersions about that. But Chase to 83 is now running concurrent with first to three. So we got a lot of a lot of moving parts. Now, I, I, I appreciate the FedEx Cup. I actually really like the FedEx Cup okay. as much as we, we tend to bag on it as golf fans. You know, the, we, we like to bag on it everything. So we bag sure, on the FedEx sure, Cup. Sure. I, I like it because I think it makes the players interested in on a typical year. After the after the last major, you know, you're, the year is kind of forgotten for yep. people that aren't really, really invested in golf. So I think it's done a good job of accomplishing what it was trying to accomplish. The one, and, and I know the rules change, so it can be complicated. But I, I need you to confirm this for me. For Tiger to win a third FedEx Cup, he needs to make it to the Tour Championship, correct? Right. The, the, okay. Yeah. So Wait. currently not in the top 30. No. Not no. really that close. No. So I would say maybe they could have saved that th- for maybe save that for next week is what would have <laughs> just been my idea because again not <laughs> not in, not not going to be in Atlanta if, it's if he a doesn't good point. play well. It's actually a good point. Yeah, he's yeah sixty. What is he? I don't know. He's he's got the Zozo, which has helped him out, which he like completely forgot happened this season. But um, <laughs> this, this it happened a year ago. <laughs> right, just, right, right. It really did. So yeah, he's projected to like. 52 or something right now so there's some there hold on here's so he started i mean this, this is, these things are impossible for me to figure out the um, fedex cup standings well yeah well the numbers that oh they need i know i know you on top i i, I need i don't i scroll down and i don't remember what anything is it looks but, like he's 52 right 49 down to 52 or did he go up three am i looking he's either wrong? he's either started 52 and no he went down wait yeah a minute. i think he, he went did. down three spots and he played well what's of, going on because well, you got people like cameron davis and russell henley working their way up he's getting bumped behind them probably i would Come imagine on, none of those guys are racing for three or 
battling for three, arm wrestling for three. We're doing. Come th- on, we're doing. Thurs- what, is, what is it called? We're doing Thursday FedEx Cup projections right now. For <laughs> Thursday of <laughs> for, the first for event. The championship. <laughs> Unbelievable. Uh so first to three. Keep an eye on that. That's a big, gotcha. uh, big thing going on. Uh, other thing, Ryan Moore, the Yakov Anzil uh, curse popped him real good. He will not be moving on, so he rests up. For misses the PGA to rest. MCs you- at Wyndham <laughs> and WDs seven holes into the FedEx Cup, and he's on the. I think he's like 97, 96. He won't be moving on. I I don't want to make fun of him for this. Like I feel bad for him. Like that sucks. That did not work. But I don't know. It's four. It's a shot at a major championship. I probably would have tried the four major championship rounds. Maybe he had a back thing going on that he thought was going to be exacerbated there. I I would have picked the Barracuda to take off. Maybe I don't know. I just. It didn't work out the plan. So, uh, did they? Did, is there any reason? Did he? Was there reasoning back, for the WD? Said back yeah, injury, and I don't okay. know if that came on during this round on a shot or something, or it's been there lingering. Uh, but boy, did that not look great from the outside looking in. Uh, DJ responds to Brooks after the round. DJ played well again today. Uh, by responding, you know, he said, like, it is whatever it is. He can say whatever he wants. And I think that's probably what we expected DJ to say, you know, kind of the the tone to take in response. Not going to get uh, – I don't think he's going to jump into that pool. I think he's completely content. You know, Dustin Johnson seems like a very happy human being. And I, and I feel like, you know, he's a happy guy who is – you know, has an unbelievable life. Yeah. And I don't think he's going to get pulled into stuff like this. You know, he just doesn't seem like the kind of guy that wants to get wrangled into a, a you know, a media yelling match. And so, I mean, you, like you said, you kind of expect him to say something like this and move on. And, uh, and that's what he did. But, you know, what, why is it that these guys that are awesome at golf and have already Hall of Fame careers, why is it that so many times we look at what they haven't accomplished. You know, I think Dustin's a good example of this. Good I mean, point. we look okay. at Dustin and go, how's the only one one major? And then yeah. you start to kind of dive into what he's done in his career. I mean, the guys, you most people on the PGA Tour would take what Dustin's done and not be able to play one more tournament the rest of their career, right? Sure, yeah. Well, this is my thing with speed, too. Like, I, I, I don't know. I, I know he's lost and searching and it's dire right now and it may be dire for the rest of time. But like, hey, he won a British Open, a Masters, and a U.S. Open, right? And won 12 times in a FedEx Cup and all this stuff. So, yeah, DJ, DJ, I'm trying to think of the last time DJ like really you know, like talk some shit in the media I mean, or like created controversy. Like even like, even like Oakmont, you know, he pretty, was, he'd won yeah, at he Oakmont. He sideburns one time. Yeah. I like maybe a little too deep on the sideburns. That's really all I got on him. You know, he wore those flary pants, but everybody wore those kind of. Yeah, flary. they did. They did. Those are, those are the ones that are in the back of the closet that you've still kept. And you wish you probably should have got rid of them about three years ago. Yeah. <laughs> Given all that surrounded him, you know, he just never talks about any of it. Right. Every whether it's, you know, falling on the stairs or the jet ski or anything like that. Like there's all this stuff that's like could be construed as dramatic, but he is never, ever, ever causing drama of any kind when he talks, when he opens his own mouth. So um, other news, I don't know. Did you like the gambling graphics they're putting up now? This is gambling is officially here. Is that thing you, you, you might wager or maybe you do, or you maybe you will sometime. I don't know, but I saw Jeff Shackelford was not happy about it. Kyle Porter tweeted the graphics out. Like, they're doing head-to-heads now live with, like, I don't know, your score your, your score under par or whatever you're shooting. And there was, like, different head-to-heads with DraftKings. It had to be PGA Tour Live. I don't think it was Golf Channel. Shackelford seemed sort of turned off and disgusted by it. But did you have any opinion, or is this just a first-round results kind of topic that we're talking I about? Would, I, I would say that... If I was watching PGA Tour live uh-huh. and it flashed what Kyle p- posted was a John Rom Xander uh, Griffin head to head, I okay. think for the day, right? The, the featured group odds of what okay. they are. If I saw that on my screen, it would it would give me more information than I had prior. And to okay. me, that is what it. That's a good graphic, right? So it's okay. Okay. information that I probably wouldn't have known. I wouldn't have known who the favorite was in the grouping, mm-hmm. and so now I know that you know Vegas. 
Vegas are, always is the king of this stuff, right? Vegas, you know, Vegas knows presidential election odds before everybody else does. Sure. You know, Vegas is unbelievable at, at team odds, scores, over-unders, you know, futures, all those things. Yep. Vegas is the king of all that stuff. So to me, seeing something like that tells a story. And so I'm okay with it. Plus, it's a partnership with DraftKings. They got to get something yeah. out for it. So, yeah. you know, it, it's 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 a graphic. And again, I think it's it's information that would be interesting to probably more people than you think that are watching that. Yeah. Okay. I'm with you. Sounds good. I have no other real thoughts. Let's do uh, on. Uh, what about, what about Bryson? What well, he got Bryson put on today? the clock warned a couple times. This is maybe now a Northern trust tradition. Cause this was last year where I think his slow play really blew up, right? Liberty national where we had those viral videos and we had the Brooks confrontation, the putting rain. I, I don't think anything came of it. Nothing ever does come of it. But besides warnings, all I heard was he was on the clock. What do you think of Bryson? Do you have some thoughts you want to get out on the, the thick No, boy? I just I saw I saw today that he uh, there was a little video clip going around. Oh, where he was uh, he was a little frustrated with somebody talking. I I don't know if he mentioned after if it was a uh, another player that he was frustrated with. So, if this was like a Bubba situation from years ago, I or couldn't have been right. Or if it was like somebody off in the distance that was talking and what was his line? Sound travels, Sound travels, man. Hey guys, <laughs> can you keep it down over there? Sound travels. That's physics, right? Uh, if he said it, I think his playing partner was Reed and Webb. I believe were his playing partners. So if he said it to one of them, I just can't see him doing it. To, Reed is the one who says, stop jingling the change. And right. Webb is the good Samaritan who's partnered with all of Best them. And yeah, he's just like <laughs> always the guy that, you know, bears that cross of playing with them or partnering with them. So I don't think he's, I had to be a camera guy or a volunteer or something like that. This is also why you and I and Andy and a lot of our friends don't get credentialed to a very small media scrum, if you will, chirping. is because I would have asked after if Bryson would mind explaining sound waves to me. I just think, <laughs> if, again, for no for no story I was yeah. writing yeah. or nothing else, I just would have want to hear it. I would. He would be. I think he would indulge you. He would. Oh, he, it's like two minute answer. Yeah, you know, and he could probably say whatever he wanted, and we would just accept it as being right and correct and true in a textbook explanation when in fact that could like terminal velocity it may very well not be uh okay other events i know you're excited about on thursday jimmy stanger nick hardy nick oh man andy would be shouting to the rooftops about nick hardy first round lead of the nationwide children's hospital in the kft they shot a six under at the scarlet course um that's a illinois boy so andy would be fired up about that I wonder if he'd be more excited about the birth of his child or a Nick Hardy win this week. We could see. We'll check in with them on Sunday. We'll get DraftKings to put the odds up on this podcast episode. See if Shackleford gets frustrated by it. Over on the Manor circuit, we have uh, the Handa Whale, ISP Handa, Wales Open. Jordan Smith, young Englishman. He's been young for a while. I don't, maybe he's not young anymore. Jordan Smith leads, or he's tied with Connor Syme. They shot a uh, five under, so over at Celtic Manor. Just wailing away at Celtic Manor still. I, uh, I, I've decided that the best part of coffee golf, uh-huh. the best part of it, yeah. besides the fact that you have golf on, is you know I'm a, I'm, I'm a 36-year-old man. <laughs> I don't sleep the way I used to sleep. Uh-huh. You know, I, just, I don't sleep as deep. I wake <laughs> up earlier. I don't yeah. have the ability to sleep till 9 like I did when I was 28. Sure. I think when you have those mornings, I had one this morning where you wake up well before you intended to wake up, you know? So, I mean, I, it was like 445 Ooh. and I'm rustling around kind of awake, right? Yeah. And I'm laying in bed and I'm like, I can go back to sleep. The best part about coffee golf, especially on the West Coast, yeah. is that, you know, if you can't fall back asleep, you got something to it's lean there. on. And, uh, and I did, I did that this morning with the, the women's British. I've been doing that with the European tour. If I just had, or if, if the little guy gets up early, yeah. you know what we're watching, man? We're yeah. watching golf, bro. It's, You're not watching your cartoons. It's just a fantastic like hum to get you into the day. Like it is a peaceful way to consume something. Like it doesn't even matter where it is or who it is. It's just visually um, from a sound standpoint, you the smell, you pour the cup of coffee, it is an entire I don't know, vibe or atmosphere that really gets, it's a strong start of the day. And I love the dynamic of being up earlier than you expected. Like it is the way to kind of uh, treat that, I would say. 
So, okay, I'm going to throw two sponsors that have sponsored this podcast at you, and you've got to choose one. And, and this is your, Uh-oh. this oh, is no. for, no, not the sponsor per se. Okay. Okay. So I'm going to give you a uh, shout out to your big speed dudes. Yeah. I'm going to give you coffee golf for the rest of your life. You yeah. get coffee golf per the usual. I'm going to give you, what, what's the wine? Smith Devereaux? Yeah, Smith Devereaux. I'm going to give you the Smith Devereaux answer B, which would be happy hour happy wine hour golf. golf. So a little bit like the amateur last week, right? It, it yeah. Been, it got it on in, in the evening. You get one or the other forever. So you get Hawaii early in the year yeah. on it, you know, a 7, 8 p.m. start, you know, on a Thursday, Friday. Yeah. Or coffee, golf. And, but you only get one for the rest of your life. Gosh. Which one? Do you Man, I was, I was going to cop out. I think, like, I love the cocktail golf, happy hour golf, wine golf, like when it's cold out, like for here, like, what, like the, the, the Royal Melbourne President's Cup, I had a fire going. Like, that was just amazing. And same U.S. Amateur, like, that would have been, like, I think I'm more of a coffee golf person in the summer. I think it's a summer thing. I like going for the coffee golf. I like having cocktails with a roaring fire, whether it's Hawaii or Royal Melbourne. I think that's where coffee golf gets a little phased out for me, and I tend to lean more towards wine cocktail golf. I'm not choosing. That's kind of a cop-out. Okay. Okay. I like that answer. Very but, media. That was very media of you. You've been doing this for too long. Sorry, You're going to have to quit. It's ridiculous. You, you don't want to alienate one of your sponsors. I get of, it. I get it. seasonal, I guess. I, I understand. Uh, I'm just telling you when I gravitate to them. Uh, other new, other leaderboard we did. Yeah, that's it. Euro, nationwide, women's. Okay. Senior uh, this week. There's a senior event. Oh, Bass Pro Legends. At hey, the, how about uh, that picture of, I sent you today? Top of the Rock. What did you did you see the picture I sent you today from Phoenix Country Club? Yes, yes. How about Can you that? Explain that? Can you explain that? Yeah, playing seventeen today. You know, par four, dog leg left uh, at my home course, which hosts you know the season-ending Charles Schwab, Schwab Championship Cup. finale. Yeah, Cup. yeah. And uh, I noticed first of all, this was not by my drive. My drive was in the left trees. This was by a friend of ours' drive. Okay, uh, that was in the fairway. They have a Jeff Maggard plaque in the fairway. <laughs> For the win, 124-yard pitching wedge he hold out in the, in the cup. Did I the, can't believe they put the plaque down. Did the Greens Committee consult you on that before they I put that in the ground? I didn't get any notice. Okay. I, you know, I, I, some, of the, some of the emails from the club do go to my spam folder. I okay. might have to go back and check that. But nobody asked me, you know, how, how the riding should be or, or yeah. how you ride down the distances correctly, you know, AP style, book style, or anything like that. I just... I noticed it today. I was shocked. We got a plaque now forever. So Maggard hold out. He wins the champ, the instant championship event while to hand the overall season long cup title to the anchorman, Ron Burgundy. Uh, And you don't need to comment on this because it's your club. But I think if Maggard gets a plaque, I think, you know, McCarran gets a statue and it should be just an anchor and bronze anchor <laughs> just next to the putting green. Doesn't have to be of him. It could just be an anchor. And I'm sure everyone at your uh, course would love it. So Ima- imagine me having to explain to my son when he's like 13. It's like, <laughs> what? what is that, dad? And you'd be like, all right, so. This is going to take about nine levels for me. This is going to just keep unfolding until we get to this point. This was all for one joke that a a few thousand people really enjoyed. For one year. Yeah, for one year, for one Schwab Cup. This is why. Remember the year I told you that was horrible? It was just before that year was when this happened. Back when humor was just humor. So Shane Birch leads the Champions Tour, Top of the Rock, Charles Schwab, Bass Pro Shops, whatever, Big Cedar Lodge. A lot of words in the title. Uh, Always love seeing a nice Shane on the leaderboard. Uh, One of my favorite photos. My, my, uh, you know, Scott Van Pelt famously, his, his Twitter you know, profile pic for a long time was Adam Scott and Bo Van Pelt yeah. were there together at the Masters, and it said yeah. Scott Van Pelt. I, I had a I had a banner for a while on Twitter. It was uh, "See you next year, Shane." At the Open Championship open lo- leaderboard thing, yeah. you know, and it, yeah. that was my thing. So I always like when I when we get a, a, some Shane leaderboard love. Not not a lot of Shanes in, no in, 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 in golf. golf. So it's That's nice right. to see. That's right. That was the, the traditional yellow open championship leaderboard at Portrush. That's pretty sweet. So Shane Birch leads that. That looks like a three round event that it will be wrapping up. Wait, it Friday? started. Did it start Wednesday? Yeah, I guess they're doing like I don't know. This is like this is that Legends event, right? Where they bring in they're the in real old timers. I, I noticed that they no. were they they all got a cart. Yes, I, I saw yesterday. I was watching for a second. You know what? The greatest sports 
invention for TV is since the blue line, the first down line. What? Is the fact that whoever decided to put live on the screen when things are live. Oh, I mean, it, it is point. A, an unbelievable help helping notifier on what's going on. Because if it says live, then you're like, all right, sweet, this is going on. I didn't believe the live thing yesterday when I saw it on TV. I was I was, was actually Wednesday. calling out the graphics department, but in <laughs> fact, they, it was true, and they were all in carts, which uh, I'm sure that the champions guys love. I think one is like a par three. This this format's a little goofy. Either way, it's over. It's over with on Friday. So that's your champions tour segment. Uh, okay, news. Um, Brooks is done. Done for the year, or done for the season. Oh, don't want to say year. We got to get our terminology there. He withdrew, knee injury. I don't have much reaction. We don't need to do too much. Do you have any thoughts? It sounds like he, you know, we've been hearing about this every week. It feels like my knee's not 100%. My knee feels as good as it has in forever. And now my knee's not. not I don't know. Seems prudent given how much he played to bow out and just rest up for Wingfoot. Yeah, you know, um, if you were going to say who won golf every year over maybe the you know the entirety of golf being around, uh-huh. there'd be an argument for 2019, 2018 to be Brooks's years, right? I yep. mean, he was, yep. you know, was kind of the burst on the scene, wins all these majors, becomes yep. the major guy that you've got to look out for, had a chance to be Tiger at, at the Masters and, and tie him and, and all sorts of things. And, and I mean, he was really, he emerged out of this grouping of unbelievable players as the guy that seemed like he could get it done when he needed to get it done. 2020 is not going to be the year uh, no. of Brooks Koepka. Not, not his year. It is just, it's been a lot of questionable decision-making, questionable comments. Uh, hasn't played great golf at all, really, you know, outside of the first three days of the PJ Championship. So, uh, bummer to see anybody hurt. I hate when these guys yeah. get hurt. Yeah. And, uh, and I don't want to see any of our top players injured. But uh, yeah, this is going to be one of those years that, that, like a lot of us, we're going to want to forget 2020. I think Kepka is <laughs> That's well, a good unless, point. you know, unless something happens crazy at Wingfoot or Augusta. He seems like someone I'd really like to see at the peak of his game at Wingfoot or any real, you know, major championship venue for that matter. But certainly Wingfoot. Uh, Tiger commits to the BMW. That's news. I guess I just, you know, why? I don't know. Uh, I mean, if he wins, say he wins the Northern Trust. I guess. Well. I guess we're talking about his... I just don't know what it does for him and his career and what we think of him. I guess we talk about Chase for 83 or the first to three stuff. I just don't know that he needs to play at all anymore. I have... That's... I are three weeks in a row, at least, with a major on the horizon. That's all. But he's, he's playing the BMW. So uh, the Women's Open, Rhoda, added Muirfield, which has been off the men's Rhoda since they've now admitted women members... I think that would be a good sign that will be add to the to the Open Championship Rota. But I think more importantly for the in, instant is that it's hosting a women's Open Championship. I think that's really really good development. It belongs there. It should be there. It's sign of progress. However late it may be coming, and uh, I can't wait to see it back in the limelight, back on TV. Yeah, it was uh, it was a good move to to add the women's side of the Open Championship. I thought um, to that. It it just you know I mean they. It, any of these things, any of these progressive moves probably should have happened a long time ago. So it's not like we're going to give a big round of applause to people that are now allowing women, women members in 2019 or 2020. But sure. I do love the fact that they're, you know, throwing the, the women in there. That's uh, that's going to be really cool. And it'll be fun to see again. This is, you know, one of the crown jewels of open championship golf. And so, you know, having a women's open there again is going to be great. And, you know, I think it'll be a it'll be a good week for golf. And then a little, and some more news close to your home. Uh, the Phoenix Open has already said they're not going to be doing the typical build-out that they would do for their event. Obviously, that is a massive undertaking relative to other golf tournaments. I think I saw they started in like September, late yeah, September, it's crazy October. crazy how early they start that thing. You know, I mean, yeah. that's the one thing I was always shocked by. I don't play there much. I mean, I don't yeah. go up there much, to be honest with you. It's a, yeah. it's a I mean, I don't really leave more than about a seven-block <laughs> radius of my house anyway, but I... Uh, you know, you go up there in October, November, and they and they're halfway done with the 16th build out. You know, it's yeah. just crazy how early they had to start that. So, yeah, it's. I mean, listen, it's the biggest sporting event in the world. We don't know what we're doing with fans. I mean, yeah. it makes sense, right? It's yeah, like we can't, yeah. Can't really can't really say we're going to build this thing up. I mean, yeah. I believe the 16th hole to put that thing up and down is like seven figures. So, oh. you know, you, why would you, you know, go ahead and start doing that if you're not even sure there's going to be one person on the grounds outside of the golf? Right, right. So they haven't said they're not going to have fans yet. I imagine, you know, we're talking, what is that, first week of February, usually last couple of days of January. 
Um, but yeah, they're not going to be doing the typical build out. We do know that for a fact. Um, what else? Oh, I got to read this. Someone, Brian Newton listener sent us this from Canada. Roger Sloan with maybe the spiciest take that I've heard since the restart. And this is a Marty Hastings article in Cam Loops, uh, some Canadian newspaper. I'm sorry that I'm probably not pronouncing that right. Uh, yeah, Cam Loops. Here's Roger Sloan. He is pissed. They have abandoned the families and wives on the PGA Tour, and it has been, in my opinion, a huge embarrassment. There are a lot of players who are absolutely mind-blowing that wives aren't allowed to come out and watch their husbands play golf. Yet 400, 500, or sometimes up to 1,000 volunteers are allowed to be on the golf course. It's been a major adjustment because no families have been allowed on the golf course. They've shut down all the child care facilities on tour. There's been a lot of animosity going on with a lot of the players and players relations personnel trying to figure out what the right protocol is because they are worried about the optics of it. You know, you can't have wives walking around. What's funny is all these players are spending eight and a half hours sleeping right next to these wives. So it enrages a lot of players that a random person is allowed to be there, but a wife was specifically not allowed to be there. Um, just Roger, I would just suggest, you know, it's not a great time for everyone out there. A lot of people don't have jobs. Uh, a lot of people are losing money, taking a bath in a lot of different ways. I would just suggest playing golf for seven $8 million purses. You just kind of make do with what you can. There are NBA players playing in a bubble where they can't even go home to their wives and families after they play basketball. I would just say if they can't come to the course and watch you smoke a 300-yard drive, that you just kind of have to deal with it and say they haven't, you know, not say they abandoned us and it's been a huge embarrassment and the PGA Tour has always been about families and family life, um, I I don't know. I, I It's just, look, I get his point about like, you know, you're next to them and eating dinner with them. Why can't they come out? Well, like that's another separate environment you're putting them in where there are other people. And Joel Shookman was responded. He's from the PGA Tour. We were pleased to welcome back players, wives, significant others two weeks ago, but note that there remains a number of locales where we play where county or state health departments prohibit non-essential personnel, and I think they would fall under it. So that's kind of like the appropriate response. Anyways, I thought that was a super spicy take. You know, abandon us, huge embarrassment, and he's playing golf for $8 million purses. I just, in this environment, I don't think you can go that far and get worked up. Yeah, so... I'll admit to you, I, I've had, you know, I had one of those weeks this week where it just, you know, the the, yep. the pandemic staying home, yep. you know, just, I mean, it was just one of those weeks. Like, I don't, I don't really, I don't feel like I'm too down very much. I feel yep. like I'm yep. trying to be fairly positive. And I just had one of those weeks and, uh, and I was reminded, I was reminded yesterday uh, by a good friend of mine that to your point that you opened with, you know, this is. This is a really, really tough time for so many people in this world, not yeah. in this country, yeah. in this world. Yeah. I mean, people dealing with sick family members, people dealing with, you know, people dying, losing jobs, not knowing what's going on, having to having to school kids yeah. at home. I yeah. mean, yeah. all of these things that are major stresses that we've never had to deal with before. Just you're a professional golfer, you are, you know, a UPS driver, whatever you do. UPS, if I things like are that. okay at home, like you went with UPS, there you go. Well, I you know, like, I just, just uh, to sorry. be fair, you driver just drove by my window. That's oh, there you go. Yeah, there you go. I didn't interrupt you. Go ahead. We were recording, but all I'm saying is, if if you're okay, if you're healthy, you know, if things are good at home, you know, relatively, if you know you you still have a job, let's let's have a little perspective and yeah. let's appreciate what we have and who we are, especially right now, because yeah. this hasn't been. The most unbelievable year. Yeah. It's just not, yeah. if you were doing top five years, yeah. I don't think 2020 FedEx Cup driver just drove by. Oh. This is unbelievable. <laughs> I hope they didn't get in a fight. Yeah, he's chasing after him. I got him. a rubber net yeah. around the corner here to see if we got any issues going on. It's a little cul-de-sac over there. I love there. this. Breaking oh, news. Who's going to reverse first, you know? Who's getting out of here first? <laughs> the um, Phoenix yeah. front in the Courier Wars. We found it. The great I'm Phoenix just saying, front. You, just, you know... 
This yeah. seems like a thing that if you were a professional golfer, uh-huh. you would be bummed out at times that, you know, maybe your wife's not out there watching you. But at the end of the day, it's going to be okay. To your point, you're probably going to have a pretty good Monday when the direct deposit hits. Yeah. And with the, with the NBA, those guys are like three months away from everybody. It's crazy. And I don't know. They're still allowed to go home to their wife, whether the rental house or whatever it is. I mean, just kind of make do. Um, so what's your what's your sports consumption right now? I mean, again, I know you have you know way more responsibility than I have, yeah. but like, what are you on a day to day basis with all the playoffs going on and a lot of golf happening? You know, what sport are you watching? It hasn't been what I thought it would be, right? So we had no sports forever, and I was like, oh, when this comes back, I'm just going to be like locked in. I have not, whether it's baseball, hockey. I I love the hockey playoffs like most. You know, American sports fans, maybe you're not as into it, but when the playoffs roll around, it's like the best, maybe the best postseason in all of sports. And NBA, I thought I was just going to be locked into all of them. I just haven't been. My consumption just hasn't been there. So it's a good amount of golf. Um, I think with the playoffs now and this set routine, I just didn't know when, where it's like one, four, seven, nine, kind of like, I think we'll kind of just have that on all the time. But uh, I haven't been. Wa- What's yours like? You're a big NBA, right? Yeah, I mean, I, I've watched. A, I've watched a lot of the NBA playoffs. I'm, <laughs> I mean, just it's. I, I'm so happy. Just I mean, I love, like I said. I mean, had had kind of a, kind of a long week, and when yeah. you got four games on, it's West Coast for this stuff is just. You like it's it. just so much better. I mean, so you that know, the first, first game, game is ten. Is that yeah, it? Ten thirty. But you okay. know, you like a lot of the time you might miss the first game. Yeah, you know, or, or even you know, you, you're at home finishing up some stuff, and maybe you throw it on in the background. But sure. You know, the, I mean, just b- back to back to back to back. These four games in a row. It it really does feel like March Madness, you know. But for the NBA, and it's been a, it's been an absolute treat. I mean, I, I find myself putting basketball on the main TV and and golf getting secondary a lot, especially in the early early rounds of it but it's uh you know i mean it i i think nba playoffs and, and hockey playoffs are, are the two best and yeah you know i yep. get fired up when they're on yep yep okay i got nothing else i had a little flashback I, friday but i'm gonna i got i got that. some i got i want to hear the flight can i hear it can i request it uh it was a little bit on sevy winning the westchester classic which is i would now like to hear it the northern trust um is it long? No, I'll I'll truncate it down. Obviously, Seve is worthy of his own spotlight coming. It's probably going to be like eighteen parts whenever we get to it. Uh, but he won two Westchester Classics and lost another in the playoff. They represent two of his four PGA Tour wins. He won ninety events worldwide, which makes you wonder what they put up in the graphics today. If he was on the PGA Tour broadcast, he's won four times, or was it as he won ninety times? What do we say? So he won the Westchester um, when it was back at Westchester Country Club. With an eagle on 18, 1983. He eagled 18, needed a birdie. Uh, I just like some of these yardages. So he hadn't made a birdie all day. He birdies 16. He pars par three. So he goes 3-3-3 three, three, three to finish. Eagles the par five. Not 3-1-3, three, three, but 3-3-3. Three, three, three. Um, I love some of these yardages. So you had to beat Andy Bean and Craig Stanler, Stadler. I look at the scoreboard after I make my par on the 17th. The two guys are six under. I told my caddy I must birdie the last hole. I must hit a very good driver to put my ball in the fairway. That's the only way to make birdie. So we would talk about how he played Westchester as U.S. Open prep because you had to hit fairways and he never did. And he was never good at the U.S. Open. Um so he goes, and then we have a little problem. So he hits his driver in the fairway. We have a little problem because I don't carry a two iron. I have a one iron and my three iron, but no two iron. And I, because I, I have a four wood. And so the second shot was in between one and three iron at 205 meters, which is 225 yards because you had 10%, right? So, and I need a big three iron to carry the trap. I hit it perfect. And I was talking to the ball because I was worried. Maybe it didn't carry and it was worried it would go in the bunker. So I guess he kept shouting, voila, 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 which is fly, fly, fly in Spanish. And this is like the headline and everything. I just, this visual of Seve like smoking a three iron when he needs a birdie. He's in between clubs. He carried it, I think 225, he said. Um, and he's just shouting at the ball, vuela, vuela, and it hit, and he made an eagle to win by a shot. And that was his first Westchester. Second one, he won in a four-man playoff against Norman and others. But uh, I thought it was interesting. He had made a birdie all day until 16, and then he birdies and eagles two of the last three to win. I would like to know how many eagles have been made on the final hole by the champion. It's got to be a, a good short point. list, right? That's a good point. I Don't mean, how you often- think? 
There's not a ton of par fives, obviously, right? I mean, there's only I mean, so many opportunities. I mean, it's probably happened at Pebble. I mean, yeah. and not this isn't even to win. I'm just yeah. interested in, you know, because again, if you have a big lead, you're not playing for three. Yeah. You know, and if you if you hit it 25 feet and you need a two putt for birdie, you're typically going to cozy it down there and tap it in. So I, I'd be very interested to know how many eagles. I mean, that was the moment at, at Chambers Bay, right? Where you're going, yeah. Dustin's going to make an eagle. Yeah. And he's going to win it. And yeah. Speed's going to make an eagle, you yeah. know, and then, you know, obviously we didn't. Didn't have any, either of them happen, but uh, yeah, I'd, I'd be very interested to know that if Justin Ray's out there listening. Well, you know, you, you, <laughs> That's a good you point. Dive into that. I, by the way, he probably hates my guts. Why? I send you him, send like, him for five texts a week just <laughs> of like things I'm interested in. I asked him today, I said, what's the longest birdie streak to start a tournament in the history of, of the PJ Tour? And I think he said, uh, I'll find it, but I think it might have been Snedeker. Okay. Okay. Um, Snedeker opened Torrey Pines in 07 with six birdies and an eagle. Whoa. So Holy seven, cow. seven birdies to start would have been Pretty good. similar. Now, not as good, obviously, yeah. but, yeah. um, it would have been, uh, it would have been the same, but yeah, I, I do bug him a lot. Uh, I want to plug something. Yes, please uh, do. Smartin, our boy Smartin. Yeah. Uh, I believe will be a part of this as well. I know Hallie Ledbetter will. Uh, I, I've been a part of this venue thing. Have you heard yep. of this or seen this? I've seen it. Uh, yeah. So, so venue, it's just basically like a place. You can go on Sundays, the final round of an, an event, and and you just kind of do what we're doing now, but in you know texting form and video form and polls and all that stuff. Here's what I equate it to. I've been trying to figure out exactly the way to say it. It's like, you know how hashtags should work, but you don't ever like follow along yeah. on a Twitter hashtag? Yeah, it never it's happens. It's basically like that. I mean, I, I follow, you know, I follow politicians, I follow NBA, Twitter, I follow golf, Twitter, NFL, Twitter, all that stuff, right? Yep. So when golf tournaments happen on Sunday, you get a mix of everything else along with people like you and No Lane Up and mm-hmm. Andy and, and the funny people out there that, that have a good time. And so this is a little bit more of a concentrated effort to give you a place to go second screen okay. during the final round okay. event. And, uh, and so, yeah, I'm going to be doing that on Sunday. So Northern you, Trust Sunday? Yep, yep. Venue is the app. It's red. Can I request that I can for Bass you. Pro Champions? See Top of the Rock tomorrow, so, Friday yeah, night pro, venue. Can I can, I can, I can send a I'm note. Kidding. I mean, I, I can send it. What do you think the, what do you think the, what do you think the viewership would be I on that? Get a hundred? You think crack three figures? <laughs> well, I think we could maybe rally some shotgunners to watch the Top of the Rock. Seniors. I've been really bummed. You guys still haven't done this Fantasy Champions Tour thing. You guys uh, have been send us a off link for, for that. Years. I, I know. W- I want to do it. I know. That'd be, be fun. That'd be fun. I think I've got a chance to to be okay at it. You know. I mean, I. That would be it, fun. I we will get it going. A, yeah, you should do it. I'd, I'd be very involved if you did it. What time, Sunday? Just final round coverage? Yeah, Sunday, I, I so just know, keep an know. eye out on your social yeah, media just, channels and things just, like that. Face, download the app. Facebook It'll be on venue. There. venue. Venue. Okay. Venue. It's, it's a red app. And what are your podcasts that are better than ours, more organized, more professional? Uh, get a grip. Definitely not. Uh, get a grip with Max Homan, Shane Bacon. Download it if you don't mind. Uh, Clubhouse. I've got, I've got two or three great things and you know what i love about doing that pod with max is you think of a pj tour play, player being you know this is the playoffs right yeah I mean, this he's had a great year yeah. he has a chance to to really build on that year and, and gain some momentum make it to atlanta hopefully sure. he texted me wednesday and said oh my god i've got my my uh, my good idea this week. I'm so excited about it. You're going to love it. These are these are the texts I'm getting Wednesday afternoon. He's playing a practice round, and he's got his, he's writing on his notes. Ask his work- good idea. So he is truly a media member. Is Max Holmes workshop and podcast segments? Oh, I'm usually I, doing that while like feeding the baby, not practicing for the <laughs> highest you know highest level of golf playoffs. So. Yeah, I, I wrangled. A, I, I sadly wrangled our boy Max into a, an NBA chat group I have with some of my buddies. Okay, and uh, occasionally. It'll be like a Friday night at tournament week. It's like unsubscribe? It's like 70 texts. And you just go, God, I hope he mutes this stuff. I hope he has his phone on vibrate. And occasionally, my buddy Josh Greenberg will go, we're texting. This dude's playing a professional yeah. sport tomorrow. We're, right, sending him, right. we're sending him dumb gifts about, you know, about, about a Giannis's finish or yeah. something. He seems like the one person who can handle it. So He's, he's a pretty chill dude. But anyway, that, that venue on Sunday, we'll be following along. The only other time I've done venue was... When uh, Max almost won at the 3M, oh. so let's uh, let's fingers crossed that he plays well again. And um, that's kind of all I, I got. I okay. don't really have much else. Well, thank you so much for filling us filling in for us. I think you filled in for me when I had my child in December. And you are now no more kids in for you, buddy. For, no more kids. Thank, no more no surprise God. children. You, you what do you have? You have four kids. We have four. Yeah. So no, you were 
Did you ever consider five? No, no. I no don't conversation? Think, I don't think we considered four, but here we are. And now five is off the table. So, you know, f- yeah, no. Four, four is plenty. It's all, all we can do. You, hey, before we get off this, truly from your mouth to Andy's ears, do you have any small parental, not even advice, but do you have one thing you would actually tell him that may be helpful or are you in my camp of you'll figure it out? I mean, I've used, I think I've said it on this podcast before and uh, it's like, it's a general point. Well, actually my hospital point would be use the nursery. Like just oh. use it. Don't be shameful about using their, like send the baby, bring her, bring him, her in to feed and then put him in the car to go home. Like you're not going to get that when you get home, get your sleep and use that nursery. That would be, that's an unsolicited hospital point. General point is just parenting, like it, it relates to what you said at the t- first, top. It's not hard, it's just constant. And constant can make it hard, right? Because it's constant, but it's not like figuring out a calculus problem. And, you know, it's, it's just constant. It's not hard, it's just constant. So he'll do fine. He'll be great. He'll be amazing. He's so. a great dude. And uh, we love him. So yes, I think there I we speak go. for both of us. There He's we go. a great Happy dude. And congratulations. Welcome to the club. It's, <laughs> a, it's a fun club. You'll start doing weirder stuff. Than you even did before. (laughs) Than even before. All right, Shane, thank you so much for joining us, filling in. You are a true pal in front of the program. And uh, we'll be back on Monday.